guessed it, Pressure Points, with your two most fabulous hosts in the business. I'm D. This is my boy AJ. We're hitting you with Season 3, Episode 10. Whoa, Nelly! It's going to get saucy today. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at PointsOPressure. All right, I told you not to use that intro or and title. That is exactly why I used it. Welcome back. It's fucking Monday. What's new? What's new this week? Oh, I was really confused. I was like, fuck, is it Monday? <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Uh, not much. Just been, you know, day drinking. Okay. I heard you had to go to work. Yeah, I went in a few more times this week than normal. <laughs> and you're had, sour about I had a, it. a couple longer shifts. And I was sour. Four hours. No, both of them were a little bit longer than that. A so little bit longer than four it. hours. Shut up about it. Yeah, I went out for lunch at the uh, at a brewery, a local brewery, and had a co- uh, coffee. I keep saying coffee. A chocolate stout. Uh, coffee. A coffee. A chocolate stout that was Ooh. straight up nearly turned me gay. Honestly, stouts and like porters. Porters? Ports. Ports? Ports? Porters. I don't know. I think it's porters. I don't know. Regardless, regardless, if that shit is dark, it is always good. And if you disagree with me... Get out of my house. You're wrong, in my opinion. <laughs> how how political of you? <laughs> it's because I went into work so many times this week. I'm, I'm already back to business. Back to <laughs> professional D. Professional D, something I never wish yeah, to see. Such a sweetheart. All right, you do anything fun this last week? You know, um, I can't say who I heard it from because I was told not to disclose said information, but I found out about a nice little, uh, and we're probably going to get flagged because of this, a nice little secret NSA base. Oh, right yeah. on the corner, yeah. And I'm still yeah. fucked up about it, but I'm going to research more about it. Yeah, there are two within, what, like 30, 40 miles of us? Yeah. Right now there's, where well, we are? There's one that's really well known, but then there's another one that it's like, he was saying that... You walk in, and it looks all shitty on the outside. It's like, oh, this is trash. Mm-hmm. You go inside, and it's like like incredible tech galore, but you have to get past these fucking secure doors, which is like the most U.S. government type thing to ever hear about. Yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. intrigued. Yeah, I'm. We should, we should pull the thread. Yeah, I'm going to apply for a job, get it, and then forever be flagged by the government the rest of my life because they're like, is this asshole going to release anything? Well, they'll find out that I did. Yeah, immediately. And you hear before we you heard it, it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> if we mysteriously stop producing this podcast, uh, it was not by choice. And if, please call the police, except not of, those police. If half of this party disappears, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. If, if I'm goes, suddenly doing this yeah. solo, if suddenly it's pressure points featuring just AJ. Yeah, there's a you problem. You heard it right, just AJ. <laughs> then D is buried in the desert somewhere. <laughs> uh, uh, also, quick little hot. Hot take on this upcoming episode. Not this one, but one that was suggested to me by, thank you so much, Haley, one of our Patreon subscribers. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name because I didn't look it up. <laughs> Flor de Lis de Sousa. Sousa? Perfect. I don't know, but she is a- De Sousa. Yeah, right. She's essentially like a Brazilian, I guess, congresswoman is the best comparison. Um, Political figure. Yeah, political figure. Uh. I'm not really going to spoil anything. Also, if you're listening to this episode, don't look it up because it's exciting. Um, <laughs> don't look it up. We'll yeah. tell you. Uh, she's an ultimate genius. I'm terribly impressed by like her like villain prowess. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Her eyes are almost on, like, the sides of her head. This lady looks like a fucking bird, dude. She's probably an alien. Uh, honestly, I really Let's wouldn't pull that thread. That. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it, it would make sense. Yeah, so that's coming up in a couple of weeks? Yeah, who knows when it comes Soon. up. Yeah. Soon. It'll be this season. It sounds very interesting, but I'm, I'm leaving it all to you. Oh, man, it's a it's going to be a saucy one. Uh, saucy. And the thing is that it's it's really, it is a very, very current event. Um, oh, that's the best. But this is essentially this season's uh, Chop Shop Body Swap for, for me. Oh, yeah. So it's, all uh, right, it's I'm down. It's going to be a good one. So yeah. you're actually going to research yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I'll actually put like more than three hours of research into it. No, that, that, this Three hours? Yeah, I didn't. Three hours? I, I take like 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I've been putting in like so much more effort. In. This is bullshit. I do all the editing. That's it. Find me on- I don't edit. Find me on Pumpkin Points. It's a new <laughs> one that I'm points. starting. No, that's our special. That's <laughs> our Halloween anymore. special. That's my solo. That's my solo venture. Speaking of Halloween, <laughs> we today started brewing our own Backyard Brew PP Hard Apple Cider. <laughs> Um, we'll keep you up to date on the podcast, but in the Patreon, by the time this comes out, you'll be able to see, I'll have some pictures and some videos and stuff. And in really on the Patreon, we're going to go pictures. like, oh yes, I very. took some really shitty photos. Oh yeah. But we'll, uh, we'll, on the Patreon, we're going to keep you up to date every step of the process. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to teach you how to make your own hard apple cider. Do it with us. Subscribe with the, at the, uh, Oberkommando rate. Or any of them, really. We're going to put up the recipe, the PP points recipe. <laughs> the PP recipe book? <laughs> PP like recipe P book? The recipe then, book. I'm I'm saying it now. Oh, stop rubbing your stomach. I can hear mm. that. Uh, I'm saying it now. We are doing a live stream on, I don't know what the day is, but it's like two days, three days, one day before Halloween. Yes, around We're do Halloween. do a live stream Halloween episode again because it was so much fun. And- we're gonna do a. We're thinking about doing a sweet little face reveal. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. We're thinking about it. Put a nice little little saucy post there. Live stream. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah. So you know all the all the regular stuff. Patreon. Uh, that Halloween episode's gonna be fun. We're gonna be. And we're gonna be smashed. drinking our brews. We're yeah. gonna be. We're gonna it should be ready. Up. It will be ready by the uh, by our episode. So we'll yeah. be. Drunk and <laughs> it's gonna be, it'll be great. terrible. It's gonna no, be great. no. The last one no, was great. I, when I said, great. "Oh, I have one more quick story for us," and then it went on for another forty minutes. <laughs> what was it? That came out to like a two and a half hour long. Yeah, episode, didn't it? and I expect that to happen again. I'm yeah. covering another story from that same book. So if you like that that episode, there's a creepier story that I'm going to be covering it's about be it. Good. Uh, if you haven't listened to the the previous one, definitely check it out. Even though it's it's leading up to spooky season. Yeah, uh, check it out. It's a it's a nice little preemptive, spooky season. Listen, uh, we'll probably have some more Lacey stories in there as well. Oh, so definitely. I'm, sure I'm we'll hoping to something. get her on one of these episodes soon. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be a good old saucy time as oh, yeah. usual. Uh, we'll have the the actual day eventually posted at some point in the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anything else new? Nope, I don't think so. I think we're. I think we're all caught up. I really don't do a lot in my life. Yeah, well, that's fair. You can't right Planted now. some or flowers. Not can't. You shouldn't be doing a lot <laughs> shouldn't. right now. Yeah. Well, today's episode. Brought to you by. D. Uh, Schleimislongs. Yeah. Schleim, Schleimlongs. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, 
I'm I'm doing a nice little little collection, and I'm taking all of the episodes that I did previously, and I'm putting them into one on this episode. <laughs> We're talking 1800s New York. We're talking bad bitches. And we're talking institution abuse. You guessed it. Whoa, Nelly. Not pressure points. Whoa, Nelly this time. <laughs> waiting for the hesitation. So, um, a lot of people kind of know who Nelly Bly is. Uh, a lot of people don't. Do you know anything about Nelly Bly? Yes, I know everything about Nelly Bly. That is a bold-faced lie. Yes, but I, d- I am familiar <laughs> with her story. Okay, so Nelly Bly was a, a reporter in the late 1800s. Um, she... I, I don't want to say that she started like investigative journalism, but she was a big like key figure. She, yeah, she was a key figure for it. Now, she is actually the inspiration for uh, the book Around the World in 80 Days by Jules Verne because she went around the world in like 75 or like 72 days. What a ripoff. Yeah, I know, right? He's like, I'll just round it up to 80. Piece of shit. Cut her short. Um, Now. That's not what this episode is about by any means. Okay, good. <laughs> Just a quick little back background on her. Amazing reporter, an incredible writer. I wasn't expecting her to, I mean, that sounds terrible, but I wasn't expecting her book to be like funny and really entertaining because the book that I read is called 10 Days in a Madhouse, which you see the title and you're like, oh yeah, this sounds miserable. Yeah, this is like in late 1800s. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm about report. to read. Yeah, I'm about to read a fucking textbook, and it is anything but, um, because it's I don't want to say so old, but because it's from like the late 1800s, you can get it anywhere. There are websites where they'll just copy and paste the entire book and put it on there. I would very, very heavily recommend reading it because my account isn't really going to give it justice because she's a phenomenal writer. I'm actually probably going to read her other book. It's like. When I moved to Mexico or something. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck it was. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. And it's super short. It's like 96 pages long. So yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, certainly check it out. Now, today's focus, like I said, 10 days in a madhouse. Um, if you know anything about just general world history <laughs> is treatment of anyone with a mental disability, mental illness, was <laughs> literal trash. Like, oh, yeah. Hot garbage. Um, there are accounts of having like to put on shoes that were bolted to the floor and you stood there all day. That sounds great. You would be pushed into a like essentially like a large bird cage that was too small to sit down in. And so you're just constantly standing up. Uh, they would shackle you, bolt you to the floor, same kind of thing. They would put shoes on that weren't bolted to the floor but were too heavy to move. Oh, I need some of those. Yeah, right. Uh, for me? What? No, no. <laughs> Just for me personally. Record. You're going to put out content. You're not going anywhere. Research. <laughs> Read all these books. Just just a funnel of fucking apple cider. I'm, I <laughs> Hard am. Hard apple cider. You're looking at de foie gras right here. <laughs> Did we even mention that we were making hard apple cider? I can't remember. Yeah, we just did. What the fuck? Did you smoke in like no, the last five no. minutes? Yeah, we already talked about it. No, I know we talked about it, but did we actually say it was hard apple cider? Okay, well, now we did. You're killing my vibe, man. Sorry, keep going. I'm fired Sorry. up. I'm pumped. So, <sighs> I, so, like I said, I mean, they were just fucking terrible to anybody they were that was- fucking. Like, if you were, like, if you had Down syndrome, if you had depression, like- <laughs> 
if anxiety, yeah, like any any kind of mental illness that we recognize oh. today, though they're still very very poor, like it's not handled well whatsoever. Lunacy. Back then, they just were like, "Oh, you have a disorder? Fuck you!" And it was terrible. This. Luckily, I'm not going to say luckily it isn't too bad because, like, there are some parts that are just fucking awful. So, uh, Nellie Bly, oh, do you, you said you had something about mistreatment. It was some funky-ass word. Did I? Yeah, I asked you and you were like. I don't remember this at all. Oh, my God. Okay, well, uh, whatever. But, but I do have something about the mistreatment of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about. No, this is totally just off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. Have you seen, I think I think it's a Netflix show called Cropsy. Uh-uh. So it's about this, like, this town that had this, uh, like, urban legend of this dude who comes in and snatches you away at night. Just like so many places yeah, have. boogeyman kind of um, shit. And it's related to this old asylum that was shut down and you can like go out into the woods to go to the where the asylum was and it's like this crumbling building and uh spoiler basically it turns out that one of the people who was in the asylum when it was shut down didn't have anywhere to go obviously because they were they were messed up yeah and they did end up probably kidnapping and killing a girl with down syndrome jesus yeah (laughs) what the fuck yeah it's pretty fucked up i'm intrigued but they they have you can see a lot of they they show a lot of footage from like uh was it Penn State or mm. there was a psychiatric hospital that's famous for its mistreatment but this was in like color footage i think it was in the 60s or the 70s where there's just videos of people in their own filth like just shaking just and... shaking in huh. this Jesus. in these shitty asylums asylums what's what's it called what's the show called the show's called uh, cropsy 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 like, crop S-Y. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll have to check yeah, it out. Super good. Huh. Super good, especially because it, it outlines a lot of the abuses that you're talking about today, but this is when it's better, <laughs> and it's still awful. Ooh, yeah, because even this, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, pressure points not brought to you by Netflix or Disney+. Plus <laughs> Or child abuse. <laughs> really, though. And what, This one's uh, adult abuse. Yes. What was that thing? What, what did they always say? Like, the women, you could get a woman incarcerated into an asylum for i mean i mean besides just being a woman based on this literally just being a woman it's fucking horrible i just found a a reasons for admission 1864 to 1889 okay well don't read it i won't some good shit okay so uh nelly gets called into her her boss's office or her editor's office and he says hey could you commit yourself into an asylum for a for a report and she just kind of smiles because she's she's like, yeah, I have faith like in my ability as an actress to convince people that I'm I'm crazy, like by all means. So he says that it's like they're not trying to make these insane, like sensational revelations or anything. It's he just says, I want you to write down anything, whether it's good or bad, uh, give praise or blame, like as you think that it fits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just make sure that you're telling the truth. Uh, so he looks up at her and he goes, I'm afraid of that chronic smile of yours. And she just says, I will smile no more. And he, she then asks, how are you going to get me out after I get checked in? <laughs> That's a good good question. <laughs> it's like, hmm, maybe more importantly, we should talk about the end of this rather than how I go in. And he says, I don't know yet, but we'll get you out if we have to tell you if we have to tell who you are and for what purpose you feign insanity only to get yourself in. Uh, 
So she's just like, cool. Uh, sounds good to me. So she goes home and she starts thinking, how am I, how am I going to get into this place? If you were in her shoes, what would you do in late 1800s? As a woman. New York, as a woman, how are you going to get checked in? Furiously masturbating. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> that was the reason that, that they would get put in is, is deranged surprised. masturbation. I just read it on the list. Oh, God. I mean, it's fitting. That is not what she did, okay. actually. Okay, good. Uh, so she's just like, I'm going to act like a poor crazy girl because there's nothing America hates than someone that's crazy, but there's nothing America despises. Like someone that's crazy and, and poor. poor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, she she leaves and she's just like, okay, I got to like lock into my part. And um, she she's just like, okay, I need to assume this. I need to be crazy. I need to be poor and crazy. So goes home and she looks in the mirror and she's just like, be nuts. And so go crazy. She Pull thinks about hair. she thinks about anybody that she's seen that's that's like feigned insanity or been nuts. And so she's just like, I open my eyes as wide as I can and didn't blink for as long as I could and essentially scared myself because of how literally crazy I looked. Uh, OK, OK. <laughs> now, the other thing was that she was like, you know, I don't really know how to get checked in. And so she starts thinking about it and she's like, well, I could go work somewhere and kind of bother the ladies, but that means I've got to find another job and get hired somewhere. So she's like, we'll leave that for the, for the background. So for a couple of days, she's just, she's reading like, like impossible ghost stories. So like right before she goes to bed so that she can't sleep, she's like not really eating because she's like, I need to look the part of being like poor and sick. So... She like she gets up out of bed the day before she's going to go and she just says like she brushes her teeth. She washes herself. And as she's putting her soap down, she just kind of looks at it and she says, it may be a long time until I see you again. <laughs> and kind of bids it farewell, like farewell. Puts, she's like, I'll miss you, soap. Uh, and she heads out. Now, as she's heading out, she's like, OK, should I get a job and try to act crazy? It's going to be a longer process. I'll be further, like, I'll have to worry about being away from home for longer. So she goes, you know what I should do? I should find a working woman board house, which at the time, it was essentially like it would help women that didn't have the means to own a home or rent a rent an apartment, that they would stay at these, these board houses for, like, pennies on the dollar. They would get fed. They'd have a place to sleep, but they would still be able to, like, go into work and not smell like yesterday's. Seattle fish market. Um, so she goes, I'm going to go to a, a women's board house and I'm going to make everybody think I'm crazy there. Now in it, she says they would never rest until I was out of their reach and in secure, in secure quarters, which I thought was hilarious. She's just like, I know women and I know that if I act crazy, they're going to want me as far away as possible, but as safe as possible. So they're like, put her in a hospital. Perfect. So she starts walking down the street and she's like, I know of one that's like a mile away or whatever. Heads over there. And as she's walking, she's like, or no, no. She determined with her with her editor, I'm going to go by Nellie Brown rather than Nellie Bly because she has a recognizable name because she's obviously been in the press. She's 
releasing like stories in the newspaper. So she goes by Nellie Brown. That way it's easier for the editor to track NB, which makes sense. I was like, totally different. Nobody would be <laughs> indistinguishable names. <laughs> right. Uh, so before she left, she just grabs like a little bit of money so that she can check in and then, but not enough to sustain herself for like a week. She's like, I'll have enough for like two days max. So she's got 70 cents on her. And she goes, the sooner I'm broke, the sooner I'm going to be thrown into an institution. <laughs> uh, so she goes to this this place, walks up to the front. The lady's like, go to the back. They'll help you back there. She With her back. wide eyes, right? Yeah, right. Just looking as crazy as possible. They they tell her, hey, 30 cents for the night. Check in. Uh, we'll get you going. Now, uh, she pays her 30 cents, goes up to the room, and she's like, it's, it's a standard room, but, like, it's shitty. Like, for women that are working, it really could not have been, like, a more god-awful place to stay. She's like, for a charitable place, like, there's no varnish on the tables. It's, like, the beds are made of utter trash. You know, there's no varnish on my table, just the podcast yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, this one. But not, like, on my dinner table. I mean, whatever. But <laughs> uh, she's just, like, the wood floors are just, like, all crackly and shitty. And she's like, and it's ice cold. And she goes... The sooner I can get out of this place, the better, because it is fucking god-awful cold. <laughs> so, uh, really good quote that I actually like from this, and it's really applicable to today, is she says, I have often moralized on the repulsive form charity always assumes. And they talk about it later on. You're like, fucking Christ. <laughs> like, really, <laughs> though. You're giving people, like, you're giving, and you're like, oh, yeah, here's a moldy fucking bread. Be happy yeah. because it's free. It's like, mm, fuck off. Uh, excuse me. So she uh, tells the other tenants how sad she always is. Like, ooh, good first start. Oh, I know, Lay the dude. Seeds. And it's it's so fucking hilarious because uh, she goes down to this dinner, and they give them like fucking beef broth and like rock hard bread, but they put the bread in the beef broth. She asks for it, and the lady's like, "It goes in the soup." She's like, "Oh, okay." And, like, sits down with these these ladies, and they're like, oh, who are you? How are you? Like, do you work? And she's like, I've never worked a day. I just think it's so sad that people work. And they're like. <laughs> In well, a I, working woman's place. I know. Place. <laughs> I know. Like, it's funny because as she's, like, you're reading, she's just, like, like, sits down with this lady. And the lady's like, so where are you from? She's like. I don't remember anything, and I'm just so sad about it. You're like, <laughs> fucking hell, dude. It's woe hilarious. Me. Yeah, woe is me. And everybody back then is like, oh, you're mentally insane because how could you be sad in 1800s America? Yeah. In 1800s New York. So uh, she's, she's bitching, like not bitching, but she's just like, I'm so sad. I'm so miserable. I'm depressed. And all of all the ladies there are like, well, stop being sad. You're cured. Now go to work. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> right. So uh, she's she's sitting there and her roommate uh, is just like, would you shut up? Stop being like so miserable. <laughs> like I, I can't be in this room with you because ladies there are convinced that she's nuts. There's women talking about like she's she's a murderer. She's going to be crazy. This is a fucking crazy girl. Mm -hmm. One chick actually has a fucking nightmare about her and wakes up <laughs> screaming in. because she fully believes that Nellie Brown is going to stab her to death in this boarding house. She is in. Yeah. So before they go to bed or anything, 
uh, this lady, Mrs. Crane, comes over, and she's all, hey, Nellie's roommate, I'll take your spot here. I'll help Nellie out. It'll be fine. And this lady is, like, so reassuring and so nice to Nellie. She's like, everything's fine. Like, yeah, you're sad, and it is sad that people have to work, but what better way to really get on top than to find a job and just start doing what you love. And Nellie's like, well, I've never worked before. I don't I'm just so miserable. And you're like, you fucking bastard. Like, I think it's just, she's so schemy. It's great. Mm-hmm. So uh, this lady goes to sleep in the same bed with Nellie so that she can comfort her through the night. Comfort Nellie to go to sleep. You're like, what? like Mrs. Crane sounds like what the sweetest bro. fucking grandma ever. Uh, so... The <laughs> like she says, I'm struggling to keep myself awake because I have to maintain this like insanity. So Nellie stays up all night thinking about what she's going to do in the future where she's like, OK, well, when I wake up, what do I need to do to keep being crazy? Like just to keep herself awake. Next thing she knows, sun comes up. Mrs. Crane turns and is like, are you still up? And she's like, yeah, I couldn't sleep. Everything's just so sad. And I'm sure at this point she's just getting tired of, like, the catchphrase, I'm sad. She's like, fucking hell. So uh, the owner of the building had gotten a complaint about the lady that had a nightmare about her. Like, get this, this is your fault that I'm having this nightmare, <laughs> you bastard. They're like, get this crazy bitch out of here. So the owner of the building comes up with the police and is like, hey, um, we need to get you out. And Nellie's like, uh, no, no, uh-uh, no way. And – at the same time, she's like, I do need to go with them. And she goes, oh, well, maybe you guys can help me find my bags. And the officers are like, yeah, we'll totally help you find your bags. <laughs> of course. <And laughs> so Nellie goes with them, and they're walking along. And, like, everybody's seeing Nellie walk with these officers. And in 1800s New York, they're like, oh, look at that crazy girl walking with the police. So there are people just following her taunting her and she's like there are kids that are just like coming up and laughing and they're like oh the crazy woman huh and you're <laughs> like what the fuck jesus <laughs> like, what the hell why is it a community event yeah really though so they go and they take her to this area where they're like oh yeah you'll find your bags here they, of course they don't have them lie. because she <laughs> she never had them to begin with so they go well where are you from like where would your bags have come from and she's like uh cuba and they're like okay <laughs> Well, we don't have them. Do you know who you are? And she's like, no, I don't even know how I got here. Like, I don't know anything about my past. I have, I've just been suffering from headaches ever since the headaches started. I can't remember anything. So they're like, take her to a fucking judge. Like, somebody's got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So they take her to the judge. And uh, like I said, she's like, well, I never came to New York. And they're like, well, you're here. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> you're here. <laughs> right. So she's just walking and she's like, all right, well, this will help kind of expedite things. And the judge, as soon as she walks into the room, she sees this judge and she's like, the kindness I saw on every line in his face, it's going to be hard as hell for him to get me checked into a an asylum. She's got to like assault him or something. Yeah. She's just like, he's not going to send me to a madhouse. So. He brings her in and he's like, well, what happened? And she's like, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. That's the thing is she just keeps claiming she has no idea. She's like, a crazy person wouldn't know. So he's like, well, someone's probably worried about you. You're a good girl. Like, 
Someone's got to be worried about where you've gone off to. You look a lot like my sister. I have to take you under my wing. Aww. And she's like, God, dude, no. somebody just make this happen already? God damn it. <laughs> no. Like, how awful is that? You're just like, all I have to do is get checked into an insane, like an asylum. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody, like, Mrs. Crane's like, there are good people here. And the judge is like. I I'll am good people. And she's yeah. like, no, I'm supposed to be crazy. No. Like, stop helping me. So uh, this officer that's standing by her is just like, oh, well, maybe we should just take her to the island since nobody was knows what to do with her. And the building owner even goes, no, 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 no. Do not take her to the island. And uh, she says she she's going to die if she goes there. And Nellie's like, I wanted to strangle her for being counterproductive at this point. <laughs> so uh, she starts just going wild. As mm-hmm. soon as this lady's like, don't take her to the, the asylum. Nellie's just like, I immediately just go, where are my belongings? Where, where are my bags? Where are my boxes? Where is everything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just starts losing it. And she, she's just yelling. And so they call an ambulance and they're like, get this lady out of here. The judge is convinced that she's an immigrant and that she was drugged. And he's like, I'm going to come with in the ambulance. <laughs> I'm going to really take. No. Wow, what a bro, though. Like, what the hell? What a good dude. He's like, I'm going to make sure this woman is safe. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, this is not the direction that you thought this episode was going. Yeah. But... And then she she was rehabilitated <laughs> out of the kindness of his heart. Oh, and so one of the quotes she says, if only we had more such men as Judge Duffy, the poor unfortunates would not find a life of all darkness um so he goes with her to the doctor and he's just like there's got to be something we can do for her and the doctor like sees her and he just it's just he's like well she needs to go to bellevue hospital like plain and simple is crazy yeah she's nuts like he pulls out a light shines it in her eyes and he's all like she's just like i am straining to keep my eye open like staring off into the distance because that's what i think a crazy person would do and he goes well, her eyes are – they're dilating and a crazy person's wouldn't. So she's probably not crazy, but there's something wrong with her. Uh, so he's like, I'll take her. I'll take care of her. So the judge is like, okay, just make sure she's all right. So doctor now takes her instead. And he's all, yeah, we're going to go to Bellevue Hospital. And they hop back in the ambulance. As soon as they get in the, get to the uh, get to the hospital – This dude throws open the doors and just grabs Nellie, like, fucking crazy hard. Tries ripping her out of the the ambulance. And the doctor's like, dude, calm down. Because Nellie just looks, she's like, what the fuck is going on? Jesus. Yeah. And this dude's like, uh, okay, my bad. She gets out and he's, like, fucking trying to rush her. And the doctor's like, dude, you need to stop. And he's just, like, being so aggressive with her. So. Uh, they get inside, and she starts hearing screams from inside the hospital. That's a good sign. And she's immediately just like, uh, I don't think I should be doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slightly. Uh, so the doc keeps telling her, he's all, like, he's looking at her like, this bitch is fucking nuts. Like, she's a crazy bitch. Get her out of here. And he keeps lying to her, like, oh, yeah, everything's going to be fine. The hospital's going to help you. It'll be great. And she's like, I know he's lying to me because I'm not crazy and I can hear the lying in its voice. So this uh, this male worker comes up to her and he just starts asking all these accusing questions. And he's like, like, where are you from? What are you doing here? And she's like, uh, like, 
I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm sad and crazy. So they're like, yeah, check her in. Take her into this room, whatever. So the doctor's like, everything will be fine, and, like, fades away, and he's like, peace out, bitch. So Nellie goes in, and she runs into, like, uh, a couple women that are in there that that are like, oh, yeah, I've been held against my will. Like, I shouldn't be here. Uh, Which is what a crazy person would say. Yeah, that's what's so unfortunate. But at the same time, like, you don't just mm, diagnose don't someone know. crazy and you're not like, oh, hey, like, uh, you go to a, an insane asylum because you say you shouldn't be here. <laughs> really because you've been be vigorously here. masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to drop that. I know you're not. So, uh, Anne talks to this one lady that's like, yeah, I've been held against my will. All that happened was that my son lost his job and I started working, but I started to get sick and I started wearing myself out that I couldn't work. And so her employers were like, oh, well, she's crazy. Send her to the asylum. You're like, that's oh, a reason to commit yeah. someone that she can't work anymore. And they're Jeez. like, yeah, this bitch is crazy. She doesn't want to work. She's sick. She's insane. She must be insane. Yeah, she must de- be depressed. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Jesus. So uh, this doctor comes up to her and he goes like, so where are you? Like, what's like, do you know where you are? What's your story? And she's just she keeps kind of like feigning insanity. Mm hmm. And uh, he goes, where is home? And she's like, Cuba. And he's all, <laughs> are you a woman of the city? And she's like, no, I mean, like, I've I had an apartment. Like, I've always lived by myself. I don't live on the streets. And he goes, are you a whore? And she's just like, what the fuck, dude? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like they would so quickly assume that if you're not like this working perfect woman, that you're just – one, a whore, and two, crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, that that checks out. That yeah. all checks out. I mean, what? They thought that until like the 70s. Yeah. Um, Some places still think that, Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to uh, put you on the spot. Uh, sorry, there, really. I, that just slipped yeah. out. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> so she just goes, no, like I'm my own person kind of thing. And he walks away. Turns to his coworker and he goes, "Yeah, she's definitely demented." <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Oh my god! Like, just so hell, quick. Dude? And she's, she's like, definitely a slut. Like I imagine that she's just like, like he goes, "Are you a whore?" And she's like, "No, I'm not." And he turns to his friend. And he goes, "Yeah, she's fucked up." Yeah, she's and definitely just, a whore. I imagine she's standing there just with her hands out, like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so, uh, so. After she talks to this, like, Ann Neville, and she goes through, like, the worst insanity interview ever, uh, there's another lady that gets checked in, but she isn't told where she is. Like, she comes in and she's like, where am I? Like, what the fuck is going on? And this lady, her name is Tilly Maynard. Now, Ann Neville and Tilly Maynard are two people that are kind of like, I guess you could say Nellie's Constance in the book. Like, her two people that she kind of clings to, she's like... Anne's not crazy, and Tilly is just, like, someone I need to protect. Um, so Because she's crazy. Well, because the lady, like, she doesn't know where she is. It's not like she came into the hospital and they're like, we're taking you to an asylum. Like, she's just like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I have no what clue is as this? to what's going on. So uh, 
that night, um, she goes into her room and she's like, it was even colder than the boarding house. God damn it. Of course. I know. Right. And even at the, the start, bread is probably moldier. <laughs> so even at the start, when she's at the boarding house, she's like, I want to get out of here, but I know it's going to be worse. And when you're reading it, you're like, this is definitely going to be fucking worse. It gets worse. <laughs> and then it was worse. <laughs> Not to foreshadow or anything, yeah. but it was fucking worse. <laughs> so she asks for an extra blanket. They give it to her. And she's like, it didn't help. It was still ice. It was probably it was got smallpox on it. So the next morning she she wakes up. They go through their like little thing. Oh, hey, here's a really shitty breakfast with like stale bread and garbage tea. And uh, I thought it was funny because she brings this guy up but never talks about him again. <laughs> and she's like, this really handsome doctor pulls me into his office. And you're like, oh, shit, Ooh. is this a sex scene in this book? No. She's just like, this guy's a fucking hottie. And that's it. Like He brings <laughs> her in. Done. He interviews her. Like She comes in and she's like, I'm Nellie Moreno. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought you were Nellie Brown. But she just she's switching it up to be crazy. Oh, okay. But even then, you're still like you fucking saucy motherfucker. <laughs> so she wanted that doctor do. <laughs> so he goes, "Do you hear voices or anything?" And she's like, "Yeah, I hear them, but I never listen to them." And oh, good. He's like, "Oh, all right." Now he, she leaves his office, and this is what I mean. She's like, "Oh," she points out that he's this handsome doctor, and you're reading it, and you're like, "Oh, she's into this guy." <laughs> That's it. And he interviews her and he's gone forever. So after she leaves his office, she kind of like steps off to the side but keeps listening in on everybody else that goes in after her. Nobody else is saying that they're hearing or seeing anything. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been had. I'm I'm too crazy. And uh, so she goes back to her room and there are these reporters that keep coming up. They're like, oh, the, the missing girl, the girl that doesn't know anything. She's a reporter. And oh, she's like, shit. I didn't think about that. They're going to blow my cover, dude. Yeah, they're going to walk in and be like, oh, that's Nellie Bly. I, I wrote with her. <laughs> yeah. I, we, I was at this story with her. Yeah. So she's in her she's in a room trying to, like, cover her face. And she's like, fuck, like, people are going to know me. Totally worried because they're going to blow this. And her editor is going to be pissed because she didn't even make it to an asylum, which is supposed to be the easiest job in the world for a woman in 1800s New York. Now, she's she not in an asylum yet? No, she's oh, just in a hospital. This was just a hospital. Yeah. Oh. She's trying to get into the asylum, oh, but they have even... to go through this fucking ridiculous process. But oh. this is over the course of like two days. Jesus. So, I know. You'd think that this is an asylum, how they're like yeah. talking to and treating Yeah, the way yeah. they were treating their no. patients. So it's still kind of like, it's not an asylum, but it's like uh like where they like diagnose them kind of thing. psychiatric hospital. Yeah, yeah, But not exactly. an asylum. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so she's getting these fucking people that are looking into her, and she's like, oh, God, dude, this is not good. So this guy named Dr. Field comes up, and uh, he starts questioning her, kind of the same questions as she got from Dr. Dreamy. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Sixpack. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Sixpack. There we go. And- she's just like, yeah, like, uh, I hear voices or whatever. I don't sleep. And he just goes, she's hopeless. Next. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they gave up quick. Yeah, really. Like, they just completely fucked these women over there. Like, who are these people? High school teachers? They give up so quick. 
Uh, it's just like, what the fuck? They're all, oh, yeah, depressed. Next. Uh, Get the fuck out. Not good at working. Next. Doesn't sleep well at night. Next. Masturbates excessively. <laughs> Next. It. It's just like, send them all to the island. Uh, so she still chills outside the, the room. And this Tilly Maynard comes in. And she finds out that she's going to go to an asylum but that she's in like a, a psych ward right now. And uh, so she kind of starts panicking and she's like, like, why am I here? And he says, have you just found out that you're in an insane asylum? And she's all, yeah, my friend said they were sending me to a convalescent ward to be treated for nervous debility from which I'm suffering since my illness. I want to get out of this place immediately. And he just goes, huh, well, you're not going to get out of here in a hurry. <laughs> Jesus, what, what an asshole. Fuck? And she says... And she's obviously aware enough that... Yeah. To, like, consent. Well, the thing is, like, this part blew my mind. She goes, if you know anything at all, you should be able to tell that I'm perfectly sane. Why don't you test me? And he says, we know all we want on that score, and just leaves. <laughs> Jesus. And you're like, what the I ain't gonna be dude? shown up by no woman. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's his diagnosis, is that he's just like... Well, I've deemed you crazy, so... You're crazy. Like, I've interviewed you as much as I needed to. And she's like, what? Like, I'm talking to you now. It's completely fucked. Jesus. Like, put yourself in those shoes. You're nuts. You're, in an, you're not even in the asylum yet. He's sending you to the asylum. And he's like, yeah, you're crazy. Done. You're like, no, I'm not. He's like, yeah, you are. You're like, this is news to me, but like... Run your no. test. He's like, no. Already did. It's done. <laughs> Yeah, I just did it. I you missed it. Because you're crazy. <laughs> this is God, awful. Dude, it's fucking terrible. Uh, I really should not be laughing yeah. about it. It's fucking <laughs> it, miserable. It's awful. But Such it is a like, broken system. And the thing is, that, like, I can guarantee so many of these things still haven't changed in some places. Oh, I'm sure. So uh, they round all these women up and they take them onto a dirty cabin on this ship. And she's like... The floors are covered with, like, spit tobacco. Like, it's just disgusting. And uh, there are these two big women that are guarding the door. And I just imagine, like, two ladies just with these massive biceps that are like, you're not getting out of here, bitch. <laughs> you're like, she's like, I didn't want to fuck with them. So uh, the boat stops, and Nellie's the last patient off the boat. But she's the only one that's ex escorted by a large woman. Yeah. I don't know if it's because she was the last one, but regardless, somebody's like, come on. Well, one of these women's like, with me. get over here, fucking bitch, fucking crazy bitch. You're like, oh, okay. So Nellie asks, what is this place? And the lady goes, Blackwell Island, an insane place where you're, you'll never get out of. Yeah. Jesus. Now I'm going to talk about something else real quick. Okay. Because, like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, this is crazy. So, but I guess that's the point. Yeah, exactly. So this is crazy. So uh, in the 1960s, there was, and I'm really going to try so hard not okay. to get pissed. Um, there's an experiment <clears throat> led by a guy, that, Dr. Rosenhan, and he published this experiment and he said that uh, he and seven different people got checked into separate psych hospitals in the 1960s. And uh, they had to be diagnosed first. Um, all of them said that they were hearing things. 
And as soon as they're diagnosed and admitted, they all start acting normal. They're all like, yeah, I am not crazy. So uh, the average stay for each person was 19 days. Some were released within seven, uh, or the shortest was seven. The longest was 52 days. Yeah. Where, like, you're telling people I'm not crazy. Yeah, just acting completely normal. Yeah. Each person was, like, a their constituency to leave was they were obligated to take anti-psych meds. Um, and all but one person were diagnosed with schizophrenia in remission. Um, it was published in Science Magazine in 1973, and it was huge, dude. Yeah, that's a big like, study. People started these big psych hospital reforms a bunch of them closed due to misdiagnosis like a ton of people were released um just because they were like these could be like misdiagnosis yeah uh, let's send in we, more doctors and re-diagnose yeah and we check can't it out. accurately diagnose everybody uh there was actually a hospital that reached out to rosenhan and they were like hey send people to us and like we'll find out the people that you send versus the ones that are actually crazy so over the course of a couple of weeks, they get like 193 people to come in and they, they're like 41 of them. These 41 people were with you. And 19 of those 41 people, they outright said you were sent by Dr. Rosenhan, like you're a fraud. Kind of like you're, you're working with his experiment. Okay. Rosenhan goes, no, I didn't send anybody. So there are 19 people, like 10% of these people that show up are just, they're like, you're a liar. <laughs> you're like, what? Whoa. Yeah. Now. That does not help their diagnosing. Yeah, right? So a lot of people thought that it was an ineffective experiment because they were like, this is like if uh, you were to drink blood, you get treated for a peptic ulcer, and they say, oh, like, uh, and and you say, oh, well, uh, that's an incorrect um, diagnosis. I don't have a peptic ulcer, though my stomach was full with blood. And it's like, well, what the fuck else do you expect without going under the knife kind of thing? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people were like, this is a really, like, deceiving way of of running uh, an experiment. No, Yeah, yeah, I see it. Like, if they were acting crazy, if they were actually acting crazy, then, yeah, they'll be diagnosed yeah, as crazy. Exactly. Like, yeah, that, that makes sense. I can see it. Like, like the reform from it was great. It's yeah. phenomenal. It did like, great things, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like the, the more important part to focus on is not the diagnosis, but the length of time exactly. it takes to be released. Yeah. So, um, in 2012, Rosenhan died, and a New York Post journalist discovered that there's not enough evidence to conclude that the seven people existed. Yeah. So. Yeah, you told you texted me. You so texted me earlier a couple days ago last week. Oh. When I found out. So, uh, they only had evidence of one person, one other person. They were like, "Yeah, Rosenhan said he did this." Um, one other person said that they got checked in, and they said that they had a very positive experience. He said there was no mistreatment. Um, overall, it was just a good experience. And so she actually released a book called The Great Pretender uh, and discovers his colleagues all believed him to be a bullshitter. Like everybody that worked with him at uh, Stanford was like, yeah, this guy's a like he would go into parties and everybody like he would change people's views on things just because he was a charismatic asshole. I read that and I was mm. oh. so angry. Yeah. Your so, blood pressure. Your blood pressure. Take your pills. Oh, my God, dude. Like, his experiment, like, 
it obviously helped make some psych hospitals more aware of what they weren't doing. Like, yeah, obviously you're not going to diagnose everybody correctly. Yes, this could have been a it, it this can be seen as a and like uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. Like it's it's unethical. Yeah, it's to it's run a fraudulent an experiment study. like this. Yeah. But the fact that like it didn't even happen <laughs> slightly infuriating and i believed it and did a lot of fucking notes on it and read your whole goddamn experiment and you lied you son of a bitch if you weren't dead i'd kill you god damn it <laughs> like oh man i was so fucking mad because as i was doing the research for it i go in and i was like babe babe listen to this i'm telling my girlfriend like fucking spouting out all the shit about this cool experiment she's like "Ooh, i might actually listen to this episode and I was like, yeah, dude, it's going to be fucking good. I'm excited. Not even 10 minutes later. Like, so she hops into the shower. I'm like clicking, typing. And I just stop. I was like, motherfucker. Shit. Motherfucker. <laughs> and I go open the door, like pull open the shower. I was like, he fucking lied. <laughs> She's like, what? I was like, he's a fucking liar, man. Oh, dude. Like, we're not talking about your dad. So triggered. All <laughs> right. Oh, oh man. you know, there's a really big issue with that right now. Like, there's a huge controversy really? in science magazines right now that is so similar to that. Huh. Where basically a ton of people are lying about their studies. Like, there was this dude. He, this is just the most recent one that I that I heard about. He came up with this fantastic, like, amazing technology to make skin grafts, like a, a new process to make skin grafts from other people be not rejected. Yeah. So, like, if you get burned, you can get a bunch of skin from other people. doesn't matter. So he proved this by transplanting skin onto rats as, like, his first, like, proof of concept kind of thing. I feel like I've heard something about this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I yelled at you about it at one point. But um, <laughs> That's how this podcast works. Yes. So we just scream at each other about whatever we're passionate on. Yeah, so he builds up all this hype. He gets thousands of dollars in grant money. He's He has interns running, like, the studies with him. It's this huge thing. He goes to present, and he's on the way, and he's sitting there, and he's thinking, shit, I'm a fraud. Oh, I don't have any evidence of this. Fucker. Oh, but I do have this Sharpie. So he Sharpies a patch of skin onto a mouse and just makes sure nobody gets close to it. <sighs> and, like, he is published in- When was this? So, 2012. Oh, jeez. So many articles, or so many, like, journals covered him, and it was this amazing thing. And then one day- one of his interns was like, smells like Sharpie in here. What the fuck is on this mouse? And he cleans it off with some alcohol. And, oh, this dude, I hopefully he's in prison. I don't actually know. Yeah, but really, yeah, though. There's a huge problem where, you know, these are really early numbers, but like up to 40 to 60% of scientific studies are not able to be re reproduced, recreated. Just because they're so fucking fraudulent. Because it's either fraudulent or it it's not a, like, consistent... Oh they're they're not God. taking all all the factors into consideration. What the fuck? Which is a huge issue. Yeah. When because in science, if you're published in a journal that's been peer reviewed, you, that it should have already been recreated. It should have already been reproduced. It should have you should have it should have been done by peers yeah. multiple times. It, like they're supposed to be, to published. be peer reviewed. Like, but they're the not. Biggest, the biggest thing that I love about these well ethical experiments that are actually being done. Is that when you release your findings, 
someone is supposed to take those findings and they do everything in their power to disprove what you say you've proven. If they can't disprove what you've proven, then your experiment is obviously correct. Yeah. If they, they you find get a way of disproving it, then that starts a new experiment and somebody says, hey, how can we disprove this second dude and agree with the first? Yeah, like it's supposed to that's be the system it's supposed to have the checks and balances. To help build it. Yeah, oh god, don't even get me started fucking checks and balances. No, no, later. Uh, like like there's this oh, it's it's crazy. And you know, there are a lot of factors in a lot of scientific studies that do change that people don't take into consideration. Like where we are at in the universe, the particles like <laughs> yeah. of our positioning like in the solar system. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Things that you wouldn't ever think to taken into consideration like there were a bunch of medical tests or i can only think of one where you could basically check when a when a woman is ovulating like if you it's a blood test and like the albumin in it would foam up in a specific way and it wouldn't happen um yeah unless you were ovulating and that was the standard medical test for decades and then stopped working huh and they they eventually figured out it was based on the radiation or something like that of where we were at hurtling through the universe and that in a certain amount of time we would come back through it and then it would work again. That's crazy. That's 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 crazy. But so I understand that there are things like that that can influence these tests, but more than half of these tests potentially, potentially fraudulent. And of of course you'll have fraudulent tests because there's money involved. Mm. There's a, you know, they're, they're trying to get grant money. They're trying to get government money. They're trying to get, patents on things because in the u.s if you invent something even if you're using tax money you are allowed to patent that so if you're working for a big pharmaceutical company and you say i'm gonna make this new brand of painkiller and you do and you get the patent on it and you start marketing it as this non-addictive amazing painkiller suddenly there's a heroin epidemic because you patented opioids oh jesus christ yeah the system's pretty broken especially in the u.s and the FDA takes forever to pass some things that have already like even if you've tested things in like therapies in different countries for decades and has been proven to be you know safe it still has to go through the FDA which i understand you know safety yeah, is important yeah but at the same time but at the same time if it's already been done it's been done we should get that to save lives but yeah i digress and yeah, move right, on to really, a new though. topic but back to Nelly okay so i uh, just a quick catch up so she went to her the boarding home for working women, got kicked out. She's been taken to the hospital, diagnosed, sent on that ship, and she was told, you're going to Blackwell Island, an insane place where you'll never get out of. Thank you so much to our Patreon subscribers, Casey McFacey, Haley, Dark, Dark Runner, Runner and, uh, Toddy Toodles. And Toddy Toodles. Huge shout out to you guys. We'll catch you next week. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at points of pressure part two coming soon